welcome to the Inspiring Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and in this episode, our tailor-made and touring expert, Greg, is ready to take us to the other side of the world and explore New Zealand. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Danny. So we're going to be talking about New Zealand. And when I think of New Zealand, the first thing that comes to mind for me is Lord of the Rings, those epic sweeping landscapes. Is that what it's really like? That That's what it's really like. The, everything that you imagine it to be, it is and more. And the further south that you go, the more dramatic it gets. And that really is what it looks like. Oh, that's so good to know, like stepping onto a film set. It, it very often is stepping onto a film set and you can, of course, step onto the film set. You can go to the uh, the Hobbiton really? and, and you can, the, fi- the film set is still there uh, and oh, uh, that's they so encourage exciting. you to come and see it. That's amazing. Have you been there? I have indeed. Yeah, I was out there. Out there in May. Most of most of May was there for most of the month. Where did you go when oh, you were there? Everything. Uh, yeah, it was 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 there for almost the whole month. So uh, yeah, from uh, from top to bottom, seen 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 almost all of it, and blown away, blown away by the Kiwi hospitality, by the landscapes, by the wine. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk more about the wine later. <laughs> So New Zealand, it's two islands, isn't it? North and South Island. So North Island, you'll find, is is more gentle rolling hills as opposed to the rugged peaks and dramatic landscapes in the south. Where should we start when we're going to New Zealand? Where do we begin? Most will prefer to do north to south because that makes sense from logistical point of view and uh, because the the experience gets more and more dramatic the further south that oh, you okay. go so you're yeah. building up as you travel you're building building up to uh the, to the pinnacle and uh, when you get to fiordland uh, where you, your journey uh, may end around the queenstown area that's where the, the really dramatic stuff is what sort of experiences can you have as you travel from north to south because I believe isn't New Zealand called the adventure capital of the world? Absolutely, your your experiences can be incredibly active. You can be out exploring those national parks, hiking and biking and kayaking and and getting on the water in boats. And you can have uh, an equally incredible experience with vehicle based sightseeing and visiting wineries or. You just love the scenery and meeting the the incredibly friendly Kiwis. They'll they'll show you some incredible gastro experiences. Yeah, you Um, mentioned the hospitality of the people there. The the people are incredibly friendly. They love that you just come to see their little corner of the world. They want to speak to you and and get to know you. And it's uh, incredibly humbling to be welcomed in, uh, in such a friendly way. And I bet they just love showing off how beautiful their country is as well. They can't get enough of it. Yeah, they um, they're so lucky to to live uh, somewhere so beautiful. I must say, some parts of it are reminiscent of uh, my native Scotland. In what it's, way? The climate is very similar. The landscapes, the the rolling hills, and uh, and the crystal clear waters. It's it really is. It's it's a, a beautiful place. 
I believe you quite like being out on the water. Do you have any tips on how to do that in New Zealand? Oh, so one of the best things that you'll do while you're there is to go to the Fiordland region near Queenstown. Is that um, on the North Island or the South that's Island? That's the South Island, okay. south of the South Island. So Fiordland, Milford Sound, Doubtful Sound. You can do it as a day trip, but the day trips are really busy so you might find it difficult to take a picture without someone else or someone else's <laughs> boat in the way i would definitely do it as an overnight trip the real wow factor will come in in waking up in the morning uh, in that that misty landscape in complete tranquility no one else around that's absolutely the way to do it as opposed to uh, to doing milford sound as a day trip that sounds so beautiful, just waking up and seeing the sunrise over the water. Absolutely. And there's a really good owner-operator that we can put you on to. It has a, a purpose-built vessel, only takes up to around 20 guests. So it's a, a really boutique experience with uh, lots of personal attention from the hosts. And, and that's the way to do it, as opposed to, to one of the, the more sort of mass-market day trips. heard that forgive my pronunciation i've heard there's a place in new zealand called rotorua that's particularly worth a visit so rotorua is geothermal country so what does that um, mean so you'll have um, those those scenes of steam rising from the ground and uh, and those hot pools and incredible colors uh, can you bathe in the hot springs uh, i wouldn't recommend it oh no why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll be uh, there'll be some uh, some places for for bathing in the hot springs, but uh, when you go to visit the likes of Tapuia, you'll um, you'll see these incredible scenes. I think the the temperature is is extremely high. Uh, and oh, you'd, I see. You'd be cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, for a slightly more laid back experience in New Zealand. What would you recommend? Away from the bungee jumping and kayaking, what do you suggest we try out just to relax after a long day of hiking and catamaraning? Oh, you you must indulge in some of the luxury lodges. Uh, I don't know if you can't afford to stay in luxury lodges for the whole trip. Certainly do it at least once. and Just in, enjoy being wined and dined and sitting back and, and taking in those, those incredible picturesque landscapes. Um, Where would you recommend? Oh, my my favourite was Mahu Whenua. Uh, so Mahu Whenua is uh, a working sheep station uh, okay. in a place called Wanaka, not far from Queenstown, about an hour from Queenstown. Uh, incredibly beautiful lodge in, in, a, in a remote setting. The, the architecture of the lodge is incredible. The service is exemplary. Uh, we had uh, Chef Janet came to, to meet us on arrival uh, when we came through the door. Uh, you know, she wanted to introduce the her menu plans for the next few days. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Did you get course, a say in them? Of course, we uh, we we signed off on that. That oh, looked wow. that looked excellent. 
They they have an on-site sommelier as well that will keep you right for the wine pairings during your stay. Uh, <laughs> and, and some of the things that you can do there, oh, they, they've got horse riding, they've got ATV buggies that they'll use to show you around the farm, show you some of the work that they're doing with restoring the land, planting uh, native manuka, restoring some of the, the native flora and fauna. Uh, so they're, they're quite big on sustainability. There's a big sustainability sustainability movement, which is great. So some of the work that they've been doing towards that is really is incredible. What would you say is a must-do experience while you're in New Zealand? I, I think the the must-do experience is to is to drive, uh, is to see the country. You mustn't land in Auckland and then feel like you've seen New Zealand. Um, you, you must get in a car and, and explore at your own pace. Don't rush, take it all in. So like a self-drive um, holiday or with a with a tour guide? Well, absolutely. It lends itself really well to self-driving. They drive on the same side of the road as us. It's very easy. Oh, that's um, good to know. And you can mix it up, so you don't necessarily need to drive the whole length of North and South Island. If you wanted to to do a bit of driving, mix that up with um, some train travel, like the Transalpine, take the Inter-Islander Ferry across Cook Strait, uh, and even if you're time limited, you know, make use of of, uh, of some internal flights as well to cover a bit of distance, but really mix up your modes of transport just to see as much as you can with the time that you've got. So we're landing in Auckland, we're jumping in our car, and where's the first place we should go? So from from Auckland, the Bay of Islands is a massive attraction. That'll take you around uh, three to four hours driving north of Auckland, or alternatively, uh, Rotorua would be the next gateway south of Auckland. And then where do we go from there? It really depends how much time that you've got. So if you have... Four to six weeks, you've got time to cover everything. Um, now, I understand not <laughs> that everyone... That is an epic journey. We're I'm getting just, into Lord of the Rings territory Not, not everyone has, uh, has that sort of time to uh, to spend. So, certainly, I would I would go from Rotorua down to the, the Hawke's Bay wine region to the Art Deco town of Napier. So, Napier has tremendous history. It's fabulous to go and see some of the architecture that still stands and uh, and of course you're you're in the heart of the Hawke's Bay wine region as well so there's lots of experienced guides in Napier that they'll be happy to um, to show you around some fabulous wineries and we can introduce you to some guides that are really well connected in these wineries so they they know the owners they, they'll take you behind the scenes see some of the production areas uh, and uh, of course arrange some samples well we did say we were going to talk about the wine scene in New Zealand what is the best way for a wine lover to really immerse themselves in the in the culture there? Uh, you absolutely need to have a guide. You you can't get the full experience doing it yourself. The guides are incredibly knowledgeable. They know about the the local varietals that flourish, uh, which will change depending on which region of New Zealand that you're in. Uh, they're really well connected to the local wineries and cellar doors. So they take you behind the scenes, skip the queues. You get the best experience. You absolutely, um, you, you need to do it with a guide to get the best experience. 
What was your favourite wine when you were there? I, I I couldn't put a finger on on one in particular. It really, <laughs> it, it really. Um, New Zealand don't do a bad wine. They're 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 all they're all excellent. So top tip: try all the wine. Try try it all. Yeah, have it all. <laughs> cultural experiences in New Zealand. Uh, I'm thinking specifically about the the sort of Maori culture of of the islands. So it's really important, I think, to get an authentic Maori experience. Uh, So of course, there are many Maori experiences that are predominantly there as a show to entertain the tourists, okay. um, very touristy, and and they're quite often really well put together. But it pales in comparison with, for example, a company called Kahu Kiwi. This is a family, a uh, Maori family. They'll send a family member to to come and meet you, uh, and have some some one on one time. They'll take you up to show you the family's lands and park up uh, somewhere really scenic and beautiful and uh, they might pull out a guitar and sing you a song and uh, <laughs> just get a, a really um, a really authentic experience uh, and, and really sort of get to know the, the, the Maori uh, the Maori life and, and their history and their traditions and their values you'll come away with an education as well as an incredible experience to remember that sounds so lovely so moving away from Traditional culture. Let's have a talk about the Hobbiton tour, which I believe is a must do in New Zealand as well. So the the Hobbiton tour. So this this will possibly be your first stop. Very easy to do en route from Auckland to Rotorua. This uh, is the set that they actually filmed the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies on. Is that right? It's it's the actual set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, uh, after the first film, the set was deconstructed, and then for the sequels, they uh, they came back to the original landowner and said, "Yeah, we we need to build it again. We need to build it in exactly the same place. We we need to use exactly the same spot of land." And the landowner said, uh, "Okay, we'll we'll let you do it again, but this time let's leave it up. Uh, you know, don't don't decommission it after the after the filming, and we'll uh, we'll let people come and uh, have a look around." So you can actually go into the houses or is it all outdoors? So you can't go into the Hobbit halls. It is just faces. However, uh, they are, at the moment, they are working on uh, a new experience within that attraction where where you can actually go into and walk through the the Hobbit halls. Oh, wow. Uh, So I believe that will be opening soon if it's not already. So that's a reason to go back. <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah. Uh, the the tour of the film set was was excellent. the The guide was incredibly passionate. Must have uh, you must have had twelve cans of Red Bull for breakfast. <laughs> he was uh, he, he was very passionate. It, it was wonderful to see and and to go to the um, the Green Dragon Inn after the tour for an ale and yeah, it was definitely worth stopping in uh, and and a very natural stopping point between Auckland and Rotorua. So we've talked about the wineries and the wine tours. What about the food out there? Did you have a particularly memorable meal? Oh, so many, so many. <laughs> um, you know that that really is that, that really is such an important part of any holiday is 
is the gastro experiences and they were wide and varied. Uh, I mean, we, we went into a little roadside caravan, uh, Nin's Bin, uh, where the, they were serving fresh crayfish tails. Oh, nice. Uh, and, you know, just a really simple, literally just a roadside caravan that was just the most incredibly fresh crayfish tails. That was uh, in the South Island, just outside of Kaikoura. Um, we had some incredible restaurant meals. There's um, there's some incredible Asian fusion restaurants go all over the place. Uh, a lot of incredible fillet steaks and fine dining experiences at the luxury lodges. That really just was the whole range. And they love their coffee as well. You get really you know really good coffee everywhere oh, that's good you to know. go as well. Yeah, big coffee scene, big cafe culture. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's certainly there's something for everyone, and the, the gastro experiences definitely is um, the place to go. How long does it roughly take to get to New Zealand? Because I mean, it is the other side of the world. Oh, it's uh, it's it's absolutely the the other side of the world, and and you can make it easier by having a couple of nights on the way there, wherever you'd like to stop. You've not been before Dubai, uh, Singapore, Hong Kong. Uh, oh, okay, Kuala so sort Lumpur. of twin centre it a bit. Yeah, you, you could have a couple of nights somewhere on on the way there. While you're there. Are there any other places that you think people really should visit that might be a bit more unexplored? If you're making that massive investment in taking that journey all the way across the other side of the world, you should absolutely see and do as you know, as, as much as your time permits. Actually, the, the Cook Islands is only uh, about a three or four hour flight from okay. Auckland. Where um, are they? So the, the Cook Islands, geographically, about halfway between New Zealand and Hawaii. Okay, so uh, very remote. Very remote. But if you happen to be in New Zealand already, it's very easy. Just uh, there's, there's almost daily flights from Auckland. So it would be incredibly challenging to do it as a trip on its own. Mm -hmm. If you're already in New Zealand, it, it would be very easy to tack on at the start or end of your trip. We'll have to get you back on a future podcast episode to tell us more about the Cook Islands. Uh, it should be a pleasure. Finally, what is your personal favourite thing that you experienced while you were in New Zealand? Is there any one particular oh, thing that any, sta any stands one, out? Any one particular thing? Uh, oh, my colleague David talked me into I wasn't overly keen uh, to start with, but he talked me into getting on a plane, a light aircraft over Milford Sound to do the flyover uh, and transfer from Milford back to Queenstown. Uh, I looked at that plane and I thought, not not, not for me, but uh, got in and uh, and the, the pilot was uh, incredibly reassuring. It, it was uh, it was so much fun. Once we're in up in the air, any. Uh, any fear that I had had went away and it was an incredible experience to be sat sort of one row behind the flight controls to see to see that landscape from the sky and get a totally different perspective of it. It was so worthwhile. Thank you so much for coming to talk to me about New Zealand. You've definitely sold it to me. 
Oh, uh, I can't wait to get back. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Inspiring Travel Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts and follow us across social media for more travel inspiration. We'll see you next time in paradise. <laughs>